Hi, I'm April Adams Pertwee. I'm your host of the Inside Story podcast. I've been telling people stories my entire adult life as a broadcast journalist, video producer, and digital storyteller. These days, you can find me at Light Beamers, where I'm building a community of women who are ready to step into their brave by sharing their story with the world. On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Light Beamers. When we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Inside Story podcast. So happy that you're here with us today. I'm excited to dive into the conversation that we have on Doc for you today, all about how we need to elevate the way we think and rewire our brain and really bust through limiting beliefs in order to elevate our level of success. And I have with me someone who is perfect to talk to uh, or talk with all about this today, Relinda Moores, who is a success coach for busy entrepreneurs and coaches and healers who really does spend time in this lane. Her entire academy is called Elevate to Thrive. And just the name alone um, intrigued me. I wanted to have Relinda on to discuss more of this, mainly because honestly, I feel like this is something I'm having to to constantly work on myself in order to grow my business and obviously expand my my life experiences. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with you, Relinda, today. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. That's such an awesome introduction. I'm very happy to be here. (laughs) Well, I know everyone's going to notice right away your delightful and lovely accent. So you have to tell everyone because you have this really, really cool uh, place where you live so we got to get just like kind of talk a little bit about where in the world is Relinda Moores and tell us about your gorgeous location. Yes, I'm I'm in a little like an old house. Um, I find it looks like a castle in a Dutch forest. So I am Dutch. Uh, that's why I have the accents. Yes. Uh, and uh, yeah, I've lived everywhere. I've lived in many places in the world, but I'm back home in the Netherlands at the moment. Yes. I love it. And you're in the, in the forest in this beautiful castle style house. Um, it just is so magical. It's so magical. Okay. Well, Rolinda, I want to give everyone a little bit of more background on you. You are obviously very well-traveled have, you know, um, lived really literally all over the world. And you, um, I know you started out your background is more in the health and wellness space, like in the yoga healing community, But tell me a little bit more about your journey to getting to be the success coach that you are today. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I started out in performing arts. So I've been on stage for for 17 years at dance and theater and I've choreographed. And that was actually my first entrepreneurial endeavor. I created my own dance company. Ah. Um, Yeah. So I had a dance performance company. We'd go, you know, sell to theaters and go dance. And, um, And I did that. And at one point my life just changed on many levels and I went on a holiday to Bali and I was like, I just need a moment. And 
in Bali was that's now about nine years ago. I saw all kind of people having businesses from their laptops. And something in me was really triggered by that freedom, the amount of freedom mm-hmm. they have. And there was something around money because I'd been in the arts forever. And I felt like I just mm-hmm. always don't have, you know, I just don't have enough money. And I was already certified yoga teacher, a dance teacher, a theater teacher, qigong teacher, like all the things, so many certifications and so many qualifications, but I felt I'm never making money and I'm actually done with that. Mm-hmm. So I felt on money levels, the main thing was freedom, but money of, of course also gives freedom. And long story short, but there in on Bali, I decided to let go of my dance company I in no time had a, a little job, let's say, in a in a dance studio and a yoga studio in Bali. So I started teaching there, making a little bit of Indonesian rupiah so that I could pay my food. And in the meantime, I started to figure out, so, okay, what am I going to do online? And that is what in the end became the business that I do today. I love that. Okay, so something I picked up on is your own story around money, right? Like you had didn't have this experience or maybe it was a belief system. I'm not sure that you could actually make a lot of money and be self-sustaining and have a huge impact and all the things that obviously you do now today have. Um, so I, I know that in, like our, our past experiences, especially as entrepreneurs often inform the work that we do, right? Like you know, I, I've come through this whole storytelling thing, having to also dig into my own story. And the, and that's made me a better storytelling coach and visibility coach. Cause I've had to like do the things myself to figure those things out. And I've had to bust through my own limiting beliefs around that. I've had to, you know, honestly, even as a business owner, same as you I've had to like bust through some money blocks, you know, so that I could reach a level of success that I didn't have before. What was that like for you when, when you started to realize, okay, I've got some things tied up around money. How did you, what did your journey look like to, to bust through your own limiting beliefs and what, what, what did those limiting beliefs sound like? Yeah, so many. And, and honestly, I think the first thing that comes up for me was a lot around worthiness, being good enough. Mm. I'm a failure. Now, if I give up, I had a career, like in another, people knew me as like this up and coming choreographer and I let it go and it felt I just had, I knew I wanted to do it, but I also felt so afraid. So that's where it started. And in that journey, literally in in Bali in that time, I met someone, a teacher, and she taught me lots of things around this limiting belief work. So I went really deep into shifting beliefs and I found out, wow, if I want something, but my subconscious brain is not supporting that vision, I'm not going to get there. And it was so tangible. And I so clearly saw how I was thinking differently and responding differently to certain things because I shifted the beliefs. And there's Mm -hmm. many examples, but one example is I learned how to do sales calls and sales conversations. And at first I couldn't do it. I was so (laughs) awkward. I was like in that conversation and I would literally be, okay, so now we get to the sales part <laughs> and I would like completely <laughs> do it so badly. So I figured out what kind of beliefs are there. And I was just mm-hmm. afraid to ask money. And I felt if I help people with sort of things like healing and self-development, that should be for free. I should help everyone. Mm. So Man, that's that- a big one. I think for a lot of 
you know, people in the service oriented space or, you know, the coaches or the healers or, you know, the people that are doing a lot of like healing modalities that if you have these gifts, you know, why wouldn't you just help people and help them for free? Right. And I, I find this a lot in ministry as well. Like there's a lot of like really amazing ministers and mission oriented people who don't, who just broke, you know, they're broke and they're struggling and they're having such a hard time even putting food on the table. And it's like, wow, they're just giving everything away for free and not, not charging what they're worth. Um, so that's a big one. That's a big one. I think for a lot of people, even if they're not in that, in, in those industries, but I know I've come across that a lot too, hearing other women speak about it. Like, well, I can't charge for this. I'm doing God's work, you know? And it's like, well, I think God wants you to be able to put your roof over your head. And, and, and really, if you leave and go back to that, like, you know, there's really, he teaches abundance, right? Like he teaches abundance. So, I mean, come on. So we're not supposed to live in poverty. Yeah. We're supposed to help others for sure, but absolutely. There is a block there for a lot of people. There is. And it's like, if I have a lot, then somebody else therefore doesn't have it, which is actually not true. You know, money is energy. It flows. And then actually, if I have more, I'm able to give more and that's how it goes. Um, so yeah, that was a really tangible one, definitely to shift. And I agree with you now with my clients, that's a lot of the work that I do. And, and we chatted about this, uh, before a little bit, but it also is continuous, right? You can expand your, um, ability, your capacity to hold more happiness and abundance and money, um, by all the time elevating these beliefs, I think. Yeah. Which is, if that's, you know, they call it the work (laughs) with a capital (laughs) T, the work, you know, yeah, Yeah, because it is, it is work that is, is a permanent fixture in our lives. Once we go on that journey, like once you decide, okay, like you did, I'm living in Bali and I see all these other people that have this, you know, as an example of what could be, I don't have that, but I'm going to decide to figure out how to have it. I'm going to do this deep inner work that my teacher's telling me about around limiting beliefs. Yeah. And here you are nine years later, still doing it for yourself. And now obviously teaching and facilitating it for other people. It was so meant to be. And I really didn't know that I remember, you know, I remember back then I was like, Oh, I just want to learn this for me. And then when I started to teach my trainings online, um, the first, one of the first courses that I did and that I felt like a pilot course I gave somebody a belief session. I said, so let, let's do a belief session. And she talked about it to the others and everybody wanted sessions. So I did lots and lots of sessions. And then I knew, okay, there's something here. This is what I will be doing more with people. And yeah, now I'm doing that. And I'm actually training coaches as well to do it for their clients. So it's really a, a big part of, of my business today. Yeah. Well, I want to also ask about, cause this is something else that I was thinking about. And again, really because I'm, I feel like I'm in the throes of it and you and I belong to the same mastermind. And so you've, you know, heard me talk about it in, in our calls and, you know, working with our mutual coach that we share and, you know, it's around this, um, he, he talked, he talks about it as a seven figure mindset. And really it's like, whether or not you want to build a seven figure business is, is not, is, is it, it can be the point, but it's not really the point because it's about what do you have to believe in order to achieve your version of whatever that seven figure milestone is. Right. 
And so, and I say that only because I know that not everyone really does want to go after seven figures, but it's understanding that in business, in order to have next level success, whatever that next level is for you, it's going to require a different mindset than what carried you to the place where you are today. And I am definitely experiencing that. Um, I think in the moment right now, <laughs> I probably have experienced it many times, but it's something that I'm very consciously having to work on is examining what do I really believe is possible about my business and what I can create and where I could take light beamers and what can I do here? And what is it that I believe and what is it that I actually desire? And sometimes those things don't match up. You know, I desire these other things, but then my belief system is, is backwards. It's still like small. And I'm having to really, really work on busting through that limiting belief. Why, why do you think that entrepreneurs and people who run businesses or, you know, why is that such a struggle? Like, I, I mean, it's a struggle, but it's like, it's doable, but it's like, it's a constant thing kind of going back to the work, right? It's a constant thing, but why does it cycle so much? Okay. Here's why. Because if you want to stay, like if you're okay with your life as you as you have it, as, you, as it is, those beliefs don't bother you so much. They're still there because we're all just programmed and especially in the first seven years, but also genetically, um, you know, there's, there's programs running in your brain that we call beliefs, belief systems. And, um, and, and the thing with the, with the subconscious mind, it wants it validated it wants it reflected in the outside world so if i believe um it could be around money can be literally i cannot make more than 100k a year or i cannot make more more than 50k or cannot make a million um I, i'm not worthy of it or if i if i'm i'm really rich i don't have time for my kids mm -hmm. and my family if i'm really rich i'm a bad person like all those programs that came maybe from your parents or society it wants it to be validated so now if you go out there and you work with ron and he's like just go, go, go you know and you want to make seven figures and you see people doing it there's a literally confusion it's mm -hmm. like wait a minute this is not matching the program that I have. And now something really interesting happens. This is what the conscious brain can think. Oh, but I want that. And that's great. We have that vision. But the subconscious mind is connected to that primal system, like that, the primal brain. And it's going to say, wait a minute, this is not matching what I have programmed. So there is danger. And what it will literally activate is that fight or flight market or freeze and that is where you will do something to sabotage it. Or you made a whole bunch of money and you and you feel really mm -hmm. ill, like the weeks after, or a huge bill comes in, or like whatever happens, it's to keep you at where you were at because that feels safe. So we need to do things for the subconscious mind to take away the fears around mm -hmm. what could happen and a couple of other things that there's four reasons that the subconscious is holding on to is basically to keep you safe. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That is an, uh, that is it. Right. And I love what you said there at the beginning. It was that if we didn't have, if we didn't want it, if we didn't like have that desire, then those limiting beliefs wouldn't even bother us. Right. Exactly. Like if we were just like comfortable and happy and like everything was like, Hey, this is all, this is what I want. I've achieved. I've, you know, I've, I've arrived. Then those 
subconscious limiting beliefs would not even be poking at us like a thorn. But if it does, which, you know, in my case, it certainly does. That's why I'm doing the work, right? That's why I'm like plugging in and figuring these things out so that I can push myself beyond those limiting beliefs and rewire my brain. Um, But if it does, that's the signal that number one, we can have it, right? Like it's available. So just figure out that rewiring piece, right? That's really the key, which I think is such good news. Don't you like, this is it's such amazing. good news. It's great news. I always say to my client, I'm like, oh, great. Never waste a good trigger. If we had something coming up, amazing. If we have one of those beliefs, I see almost like, uh, you know, the subconscious where we're, yeah, subconscious. So we don't know it. And then whoop, there it is in the light, in the conscious, we've brought it there. So in that moment, there's actually an opportunity for massive upgrade that will not only, and you know that, but not only make more money or abundance, but give so much more um, you know, shift so many other things in your life. So yeah, it is indeed good news and it is okay. So I'm a person with a vision. I'm courageous. And that is, you know, amazing. We need people. Yes. Like that. yes. It is amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. So in the work that you do and <clears throat> primarily, I know you work with entrepreneurs, coaches, healers, like we said before, um, inside your Academy, what is, what does that look like? Like what is, the trajectory of someone coming in, what are they struggling with? And then on the other side of that, what are they achieving? I'd love to hear some success stories. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So for example, um, okay. That's a big question. (laughs) (laughs) I threw it at you. (laughs) I just want to share the story because this is what other people can hear, right? They can hear other people doing this work and what it might look like for them yes. so that the listener really, because this is the power of storytelling, right? Well, Rolinda, we get to share the stories so that others know it's possible for them too. Yeah, so absolutely. think through that. Yeah, no. Okay. So there's, there's always, so in the whole academy that I do, I work with people for 12 months. So we have time. Mm-hmm. So we actually do a lot of business development, but the belief thing always comes back. So mm-hmm. For example, when I, um, I'm going to take a, okay, uh, one of my clients, she had, before she started her own business, she was a medical doctor. Okay. So she had a career in that, but she really didn't want it anymore. She even had a burnout, quit that over years, tried to build a business and did, she did everything right. She's smart. She did everything like to the T she had built even a huge audience, no sales, like zero. Wow. It was just crazy. So she came to me like, I'm at the end, you know, I've been putting years in this, Rolinda, what is it? And we went into, I went right away, that's a belief thing. I'm like, if that uh-huh. is happening, yeah, for sure. then I know it's belief. So what, what, uh, what I do then is that I listen to her and I, while I, she's talking, I write down a bunch of beliefs that I'm like, okay, this is running in the subconscious mind. And then we actually muscle test it. So we do a test with kinesiology, which Mm -hmm. means that your body is going to give the answer. So you're actually knowing, do I really have this belief in my subconscious mind? So I'm never telling somebody, this is your belief. I'm saying this might be it. Let's test it. So she tests that and she found a belief, which was really interesting. She did not expect that. She thought she had beliefs around money. So she did a lot of work around that. But her belief was around, I can never give up. 
never and it must always continue and what it was that she already had signs that she didn't start the right business for her it was just not what she wanted so the moment that she shifted that belief literally and she had built that huge list she said i know what i really want to do this is what i'm really good at she created two emails sent them out to her list and she emailed me next day she's like well linda i have three sessions with clients booked and paid for the coming week and then now that business is just flying. So it was for her, she needed to be able to give up something so that she could then find what she really wanted to do. And that was the belief that was in her way. Is that that is fascinating. Yes, because we have these other beliefs and it's not all around money, around other things. And for her, she had this belief that it, it was very dangerous, right? Her, her subconscious was telling her it was very dangerous for her to give up on something because that was not who she was, right? She'd probably been told that like, we don't quit. We're not quitters. We don't give up. I could just hear someone saying that to her as a child. Yeah. And that's where that came up. And so she didn't even realize that was the thing that was stopping her from shifting directions and going after what she really wanted to do. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's often the case that the beliefs are a bit surprising and that they sometimes are very much what we think it is, but they can also be really surprising or a belief, you know, there's all these bottom beliefs, like I'm good enough. I'm worthy. I'm deserving. I am. I love myself. I am loved. I'm accepted. You know, those are the beliefs that in the beginning, I often work on with clients before we get to, I say more niche beliefs, like I can make so much money or, uh, you know, my business is allowed to make a lot of money or things like that. Before that, we look at all those really core beliefs and see what is there. And that shifts a lot already. Yeah. So I love that. What is something that we could share with the audience that would be like a thing that they could do to start testing those beliefs? You just kind of stated it there with some like, I am statements, you know, like I am this, I am that, like really claiming it and seeing how that feels for them. And is there resistance when they say those positive things, those really yeah. empowering words, those big, bold statements of success? Um, are there some other practices that you suggest that help clients start to uncover those limiting, limiting beliefs so that they can start to see what, what they have? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the awareness, as we said, uh, we, we take them out of the dark subconscious into the light is the big, biggest deal. So whenever something happens that causes a reaction that is emotional or maybe where you feel I'm sabotaging myself, can be you procrastinating. It can be that you're really emotional because something a client said, or you don't dare to post on Facebook or like whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So whenever you have something like that going on, I always say, close your eyes, because when you close your eyes, it's easier to go a bit deeper in your subconscious mind, take a deep breath and then ask yourself, what is this person or situation showing me? Mm -hmm. So for example, I, I'm so afraid to post this, you know, a story, like a personal story on Facebook. And I know it would be really good, but I don't dare to ask yourself, what is that? What, what, what is that showing me? Or what would be so dangerous? I'm like, I don't feel safe to speak up. Mm. Oh, and then that might be a belief. You know, you write it down. It's safe to speak up or it's not safe for me to speak up. And that when you found that, it's really good to, to be with it and not, not judge it and not be like, this has to go now. Again, this is trying to keep you safe. But can you then again, close your eyes and ask yourself, what would be the most empowering, delicious belief that I could have instead of this? Mm. Maybe it simply is safe to speak up, but maybe it's like, when I speak up, 
uh, the lights, you know, everybody, uh, I shine bright or something. Maybe mm-hmm. a sentence come for you that feels so good and so beautiful. And then what you can do is just during the day, remind yourself of that positive sentence. Write it down somewhere, repeat it, just allow your nervous system to get used to it. And, and now say to yourself, the moment I speak up, uh, you know, all the lights switch on. Like I, I'm, I'm enlightening myself and other people, something like that. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that. And yes, that is, that is really, again, kind of going back to the statement, the work, you know, that's the daily practice that we have to put into place. That's, um, this is something that I started really, I started it in December, but again, preparing myself for a better practice in 2023, I started, I set an alarm on my phone because usually my phone is nearby, right? Yeah. And I have a morning alarm that goes off around 930. And then I have an evening alarm that goes off a little after 10 o'clock. It just says, those are my times personally. And each one reminds me, um, it says on the alarm, uh, revisit your goals. And I have a note on my phone that I have written in this very positive language that you suggest just now of a note on my phone that is all the statements that I am working to believe right about myself and about what, what, what I can achieve and all of those things. Um, and, and the feelings that go along with it, I have it written down so that I can, you know, have it handy to review twice a day. Yeah. And if I'm busy and I'm going a thousand miles direct, you know, in, in different directions throughout the day, which is often the case, that alarm will go off and it gives me just, you know, really a one to two minutes is all it takes to just pull that note up and then just really quickly just read through everything again. It's a good time to take a breath throughout the day and just soak that in for a minute. But like you said, suggest, you know, close my eyes, um, get into the feeling of that and reprint that, reprint that into my subconscious. Like it's literally like changing our thumbprint, you know, and rewiring the brain, as you call it, rewiring the brain to where that is now the new normal. That is now the safe option. That is now just total reality. It's, you know, and, and it's fun because you actually get to start to test, does this really work? And then you see that it does. But you'll yeah. never know. And this is always my my thing when I'm like, I don't really know. But then my thing is, well, why don't we test it? Why don't we test it and see? Because there's a lot of things my subconscious brain will say, oh, no, no, April, that's not going to work. Oh, no, 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 April, that's a bad idea. Oh, April, that's ridiculous. You know, that's just too far fetched mm-hmm. or that's too big for you to dream. And then my thing is always like, well, let's test it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. it. And that makes it so much lighter. It's like, okay, let's just test it out. Let's, we can just try this out. I love it. Yeah. We'll just try it out. We'll just try it out and see if it works, you know? Yeah. 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 Because then it's like, I think it kind of lets that subconscious brain go, oh, okay. Well, like we don't have to have success. We don't have to do the scary things. We're just going to try, you know? And I think trying is like, Sometimes it can be a bad word. Like, well, I'm going to try. No, no, no. Just decide to do it. Right. Like I'm often like that too, but, but actually I think sometimes we do need to just allow ourselves to see what happens, just see what happens, but it gets us into action and it gets us into playing in different wheelhouses and maybe in from which we played before again, saying things that maybe you're not used to saying to yourself about yourself. 
um, and rewiring that brain. So yeah, that is something that I'm doing um, in 2023 as I've embarked on in a year is really like, just do that every day, twice a day. And let's, let's just see what happens. Let's just see what happens. Yes. I love it. It's so good. So, so fun. Um, Okay. So one of the things that you talk about in your Elevate to Thrive Academy, when you, when you talk about it and and describe it, um, it's about elevating one's energy, you know, story and sales. Yeah. And so I'd love for you to talk about each one of those. Like when you're elevating, and of course this is for business. I mean, you work with business owners, but um, sales could be, you know, translated into something else for someone who maybe doesn't own their own business. Maybe they're, you know, working inside their companies or whatever, but elevating your energy story. And of course, I'm really curious about your viewpoint on story and then in sales, would you kind of walk us through each one of those? Yeah. Okay. So the energy I focus on through belief shifting your energy shifts, right. But I also have my embodiment and dance background. So I take that into embodiment practices so that we really embody the new believe and then shift the energy and show up from that place then uh story i mean i work with people that have a business like you that 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 they are the face of their brand right and they really stand up for something so um I always talk with them about if you share with the world, what is your embodied experience, like who you truly are, and I'm sure that we is very much alike, then that is what people will, that will bring people to you. And that is marketing. Because I have a lot of people that are like, marketing is like horrible. I'm like, no, it's telling your story. And in that way, creating connection with the people that need what you have, you know, and to tell the story in a way that I can connect with you and that they can see that you are the one to guide them to where they want to be. So that is the story part. That's it. Yeah. And then sales, of course, sales, when you just said that it's, yes, it also translates. I think sales is that part. So now you're giving, you're offering your offer and mm-hmm. you receive money in return. So I feel sales is really, I'm standing up, I'm showing this is my offer, which can be really vulnerable to stand up and say, this is what I'm offering. Do you want to have it? You know, because of fears around rejection come up, but you go do that. And then you get that beautiful return and energetic and like a financial return and abundance. And of course, people that are working with you and that are just so happy working with you and sending you thank you notes. I'm like, yay, I'm so happy that we're working together. So that is that third part. I love that. And yeah, the piece around sales is I always say, if it bothers you to think of it as sales as money, and you know, you're only thinking of transaction, think instead of the transformation, like instead of being transaction focused, focus on the transformation, but that person can't have that transformation unless you show up and share with them your offer. Like you make the invitation for them to come in and do this work with you that provides the transformation they're seeking. And then, oh, by the way, you just performed sales, right? Like you just did sales. You just had a sales conversation, but you focus on it from a standpoint of, transformation instead of the transaction that for me, when I kind of really got that, that made it so much easier, um, you know, to not, cause I'm like, I don't want this to be about the money. Although obviously I want to be paid for the work that I do, but I don't want it to feel icky or slimy or salesy or all the things that we hear in the sales conversation space. And when I shifted from focusing on sales as a transaction to focusing on it as a transformation, 
um, everything, it just became so much easier, you know? And so hopefully that will help too. Like, you know, giving you an idea, giving those that are listening an idea of how you could approach sales and have those conversations also. Yeah. I love that on a transformation. And you know what those beliefs and fears come up with the people that are not, we are not the people that even could be slimy and icky and sell people things that don't need, you know, that's, and it does exist. That's a pity, but we take that on and we're so weird. I, I now say same with imposter syndrome and around sales of like, if all that things all those things come up for you you already know you're never you couldn't even be that person that is asking you know so yeah we're good but it is a big one to let go of and be like that's them and that's not me there are people (laughs) out there who are using sales in a wrong way but that is absolutely not me I am doing it here to offer and I love what you said like create transformation uh, with my clients yeah love that Yeah. Well, lots of ways for us to think about rewiring our brain and testing those limiting beliefs um, so that we can break through to our own next level, whatever that is, you know, for all of us, it's, it's very individual to each of us. What is the desire in our hearts and what we um, really want to go for, especially, I think this is such a perfect conversation this time of year, we're having this, you know, in January of a brand new year. And it's a good time for everyone to really to just dig into your own limiting beliefs, to dig into things that you need to test, that you need to do that deep dive on and to do the work, to invite the work into your life and into your business on a regular basis and put some of these practices into play if you don't have them already. Um, and so I've just adored this conversation. I knew, I knew that we would have a lot to talk about having you on the show. So thank you so much. What's your favorite way for people to reach out to you? We'll of course link it up in the show notes, but what's your, what do you love to hang out the most? Well, I'm on Instagram a lot. So that is a great place to find me just with my name. And, um, I do have a audio guide that guides you through shifting a belief and that I go a little deeper, like you find a belief. And then we also release fears and gifts. It's all in that guide Two main reasons why the belief would be held in place. So if for anybody who's interested can uh, get that too, and I can guess we can, uh, share the link. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Get me that link and we will put it in the show notes. So as you, as you are listening to this, if it's on your podcast player, just click into the description, you'll see the show notes. If you're listening to this on our website at lightbeamers.com slash podcast, I'm not sure where you might be listening, then you'll have it there as well. So go and get that link. And I love the, the download of the audio to help people start that process of of, uh, of reprogramming. So that is a beautiful gift. Thank you so much for sharing that. And we will link it up in the show notes. Belinda Moores, thank you so much for being on the show today. Again, your program and the work that you do is called Elevate to Thrive Academy. It's a 12-month program really helping uh, coaches, entrepreneurs, healers, business owners to, to shift all of those limiting beliefs, put their businesses on the right track. And like your client, you know, dig into that one thing that might be holding you back so that you can release that and let the floodgates open to your next level of success. Thank you so much for being on the show. I love talking with you today. Thank you, April. That was amazing. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. This is the Inside Story podcast. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, share it out with your friends, your networks connect with Relinda on Instagram. Let her know you listen to it as well. 
And if you have not yet, this is a good time to remember to go give the Inside Story podcast a positive review, write a review, share it out, help us get this podcast out to more people. We need our listeners to help us do that. We thank you so much for tuning in every week on the show. And we'll be back next week with another great episode. Until then, remember, go share your story. Talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family. Now, did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story? Are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others? This is the question I get asked more than any other. How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a light beamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com and click on the big yellow button on the homepage to download your story formula. I'd love to hear your story too. So be sure to join my free community on Facebook, the Light Beamers community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always, Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.